Hi, everyone. Great to have you with us again. I'm Trevor Goodall, Product Expert Director at NIQ Activate. And with me today is Xavier Pacone, Global SVP Retail Product at NIQ. And today we'll be discussing the future of personalized online experiences. Thanks for joining us today, Xavier. Hi, Trevor. How are you this morning? Wonderful. Thank you. In recent years, e-commerce has permanently altered driving retailers to rapidly expand e-commerce approaches for their shoppers. They must get shoppers to choose their e-commerce sites over their competition. And second, they need to provide a su superb e-commerce experience. Xavier, what would you say retailers need to do it to stay ahead of the curve? Well, to be ahead of the curve means, you know, keeping your, your customers, your shoppers coming back for the long run. Right, the user experience of e-commerce lies what the user uh, sees, what they engage with. You need to make it as easy as possible for them to to convert. Right, um, when when I think of it, um, the right content at the right time through the right channel, um, it requires you to understand how the shopper shops, no matter where they are, no matter where they shop. It is to get the full view, the big picture of that shopper. And then delighting the shopper means having the right call to actions close by, uh, convenient, very frictionless. But it also has to do with just simply the choices you make in terms of which product, what content gets in front of that shopper based on how they behave, based on what channel they are accessing. It's a, it's a complex technical feat. But if you ask me what takes it to be ahead, it's really understanding that shopper's behavior. Yeah, that's great. And, and honestly ties very nicely into my next questions, which, which focuses on engaging and delighting shoppers by understanding their behavior. Personalization can create a digital experience that is highly relevant to each shopper, making it easy to navigate and drive conversions. I would say that retailers must leverage data and analytics to create effective engaging experience. What are your perceptions of the, the role of customer data within this? Well, clearly customer data can mean a lot of things, right? My, the gold standard of customer data, I think is the loyalty program that can track what the shopper does in store and online, right? And if you then say, well, what is, what is customer data? It's, it's first of all the SKUs that the shopper buys over a you know longer period of time, several years. It is that data that is you know built through the right methodology, so it has a lot of trust. Meaning, the data can be trusted to be compliant with various privacy rules. The data can be trusted to be accurate. Then you're talking about using that data for a number of you know, tactics. They want to uh, enrich that data with attributes that you know, support multiple tactics and strategies. Um, that enriched data can be as, as, as simple or crazy as you want it, but at the minimum, you, know, you want to have attributes around frequency, around um, you know, affinities, around uh, loyalty to brands, uh, you want that those that level as well. 
customer data is basically a combination of the shopper's purchases, but also in relation to how the retailer organizes their products. So you can understand, you know, why is the shopper buying specific products and so and you know what their behavior is around specific brands and and um, you know uh, substitutions and things like that. So it's a lot of different things. I think the mistake a lot of point solutions that are focused on personalizing their experience make is to not look at the entire picture and try to do it too generically. Especially in grocery retail, CPG, FMCG, uh, the retailer's own approach of organizing those products and, and those uh, offerings is a big plays a big part in how the shopper behaves. And so having that combination and calling that all together your customer data is uh, is is ideal. The, the next level of that is then combining the purchases with also all the engagements. We think engagement data of how do they, where do they click on the website or in the app, uh, you know, what emails they respond to and so forth. Um, can, you know, can the platform that brings those two in relation in the right way, then I would say that's my customer data. It's everything that that shopper does. Yeah, fantastic. Completely agree with, with you on that front. And, you know, kind of taking a little bit of a turn here uh, with regards to the questioning is, is, you know, thinking from the brand perspective, what would you say is the right balance uh, that should be between a brand pushing to maximize ad space. Yeah, that's, that's a challenge product teams have often, especially in e-commerce, search results. Uh, generally, the, the the type, the three, four top pages where, where shoppers live, uh, how to organize them so that they have, you know, uh, a good user experience for the shopper and a lot of utility for the shopper, but also give the brand an opportunity to communicate in a very relevant, very personalized way with that same shopper. So, you know, one of one of the things that is not enough appreciated is that every pixel on the screen has a certain value. It's worth thinking about how to organize your layout and your your um, you know your user experience where both advertising and you know uh, shopper utility uh, play a very big role. For instance, if you think about you know what comes back from a search uh, query on a e-commerce site, some retailers will give the top positions, the top three or four results will be sponsored, and you know uh, other results that come from their personalization, that comes from their algorithms, are shown below that. Uh, that is that is a trade-off that is hard to make because you you may potentially have a um, a brand paying for getting the top position, but as a retailer, you're, you're punishing your customer with showing a result that is actually not relevant always to that to that shopper. So my recommendation is to keep the first two results, at least for the retailers. You know, as a retailer, it's the first couple of results that are most likely the right ones if you do your personalization right. But then before you before default, right, still visible to the shopper when the result comes up, you start with your first, you know, sponsor product ad. And you know, you can always ask your sponsor product ad server to take some of your personalization approaches and implement that 
as a balance between you know the auction approach of putting the ad spots out there versus your opinion of you know what the shopper wants, right? Uh, these ad platforms are typically not great at personalization because of my previous answer, of course, these ad platforms do not get all your data, do not have the full uh, purchase and engagement data. So you, you have to help them with that through APIs or through um, you know integrations that you're making. But having that understanding is important. For instance, I can give you a very clear, clear uh, example. Say that you are sure that a certain result that comes back is something the shopper definitely will buy. But for whatever reason, they don't add it to their shopping cart. But you know that they're buying it. So, and maybe there's even a promotion on it, building your shopping list for the next trip or things like that. Well, how do you build that UI? How do you create space for that? Just one example of many possible things that you have in your capability of your e-commerce platform that you need to surface and every pixel costs, right? Costs opportunity. So, you know, I, I know for a fact that as a uh, advertiser, you want to communicate with your shoppers, but as a retailer, your ultimate goal is right. Because from the brand's perspective, it's okay if the shopper buys that product at another retailer. From a retailer perspective, they want to buy it at their store. So that tension, if that's clear, if both sides can collaborate and understand that, you uh, you build a better user experience, you build a next level uh, capability around uh, personalization and, and you know, you end up delighting your shopper and that's what it's about. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, you know, spot on, you know, some of the engagements that, you know, I'm currently working with, you know, there is that trying to determine what that balancing uh, you know, act is between between those objectives. And, you know, I think ultimately the best way to to prove some of that, which which you touched on, is is going back to measurement and and showing what, you know, what we can um, you know prove and, and you know show it in 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 the numbers. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate that perspective. And just kind of flipping to to one of our last questions here is is you know in addition to to what you just said is what what would you say um, are the top steps you could amplify and and stand out in, in digital channels from the the retailer's perspective? In this age where there is inflation and people's paychecks don't stretch as far as they want them to stretch and there's, you know, uh, food costs are very high. I would say, you know, do promotions, uh, you know, work with the brands to do, you know, uh, good promotions, meaningful promotions, but personalize them, right? So don't, don't fall for the distributed promotion as the best one. No, target the promotions to specific shoppers who will buy this product uh, with the promotion, because only with the promotion they can afford them. And for those that would buy that product anyway, uh, you do not need to put a promotion on it. So personalizing promotions is the key capability. And by the way, shoppers love it, right? Shoppers love to see things that are discounted that they are, you know, uh, that they want to buy, but they have a certain, you know, um, there's a certain issue of affordability of certain brands and products. And so you want to understand that. Uh, promos are are good for 
many other um, you know um, uh, marketing objectives as well but when it comes to you know managing the base rate and, and keeping the sales growing um, you know personalizing coupons you know doing things with circlers that are more scalable so a circular has a few hundred products in it. What if you can create digital circulars that are personalized so you can tap into all TPRs, all temporary price reductions and make that surface debt to the shopper? That is, that are, those are things that amplify, right? But ultimately, uh, my understanding of it is that if you do audience-based um, advertising, uh, you know, even if you're in a contextual environment such as an e-commerce experience, uh, you ultimately will win the shopper, you will delight the shopper. That, that's what it's all about. Finally, I think if you if you if you talk about advertising and personalization, there's an opportunity to do things that um, are a little smarter, right? You know, you can use AI, uh, for instance, to uh, proactively generate a shopping list for the uh, shop are these shoppers, you know, main things they need and or main things main things they would like to try so you know smart shopping lists that sometimes are even collaborative but or, or that are done together you know with the family and that includes you know suggestions from the retailer as far as you know this is a good product that fits with these other things or this is a product that we think you're going to like those are those are other ways to amplify your e-commerce and, and to get the basket to to grow, of course. Um, you know, the personal shelf when you log in, when you're when you're entering the site to have, you know, just your personalized, you know, top products there, uh, with or without uh digital offers attached. Also very compelling to ensure that at least those things that they may have forgotten uh are front and center and you know are added to the list. Uh, maybe those are not essential items, more kind of, you know, impulse things, but that is what that personal shelf is really good at, right? So there's there's so much, uh, but, you know, behind it, of course, you're required to have a 360 view of the uh, behavior of that, of that shopper to make those products stand out. Yeah, that's great. I personally, I, I love, you know, having some of the smart shopping lists. It just... It makes it a bit smoother each week, so I appreciate that. Let's let's wrap up with with our our last question. What would you say are the key trends retailers should watch out for when it comes to online shopping experiences? As far as trends, obviously you can't look past the retail media, or you know the opportunity for brands to invest their media dollars with retailers to reach those shoppers in a very meaningful, a very a very uh, relevant way um, has been, you know, huge, huge growth and a huge trend. Um, I find that to be, you know, really interesting, partly because, you know, brands have the opportunity to focus in on capabilities, uh, media capabilities that they can't do without a retailer involved. And, and I, I get back to those personalized offers. If you combine media personalized offers, you amplify them. And, you know, if you can then rely on the retailer's ecosystem uh, to and, and technical capabilities as, as they have that first party relationship with the shopper to do a fair amount of automation around that across many different channels that touch the shopper and the retailer. Um, 
you know, you you are basically, you know, next level. I always I always say to my colleagues, I, I've been in uh, digital, but 25 years ago, we were talking about the exact same capabilities as we're talking about now. Only difference was we thought it was going to happen soon. It didn't happen quickly, but also we didn't realize we really needed the retailer to collaborate, to work with us, to implement those things. To do this from the buy side, from the demand side, with all the attic in the world that you want, you'll never get there because you need the retailer involvement with their data, with their understanding from the shopper, but also understanding of the retailer, the retailer's business. There's no two retailers alike, right? So for years. And on the other side, retail media has been around in the physical world, but not as long in the digital world. And so seeing those, those things come together is the big trend of these days. And the profits for all involved are, are tremendous for the retailer and for um, the, the, the product brand, the, the FMCG company. The, the other thing I want to quickly mention, communication, it's all the, the same thing. You know, I'm thinking of WeChat and, and, and uh, companies alike. So when we're talking about, you know, the more the Western European American markets, uh, the way you see that kind of, you know, user experience show up, is in um, e-commerce sites giving sort of more of a uh, AI-driven customer experience through chatbots, which also can help to actually complete the uh, basket and check out, not by clicking around on the app, but by simply texting and having a conversation with the pilot, right? Uh, we are doing uh, you know, a number of things with big tech companies uh, to, to power the personalization of those innovations. Um, and I think it's it's exciting. I mean, it it always it always is a discussion of do do shoppers in in these regions uh, behave the same as in in Asia and so forth. And I think it's just like everything else, mobile. It's just a matter of time before uh, this this user experience is also being adopted by by uh, people in the US and North America and Western Europe. So we're pretty excited about that because that is also an opportunity in conversation with the chatbot to understand what the promotions are that are appro appropriate, what the potential substitutions are for something that's out of stock, um, you know, and uh, how to save money ultimately and, and check out faster. So those are the two top things, I think, retail media and then this, this natural language type of, you know, uh, conversational, uh, you know, uh, commerce. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you taking the time to join today. You know, I've learned something uh, in our conversation, so I, I appreciate you sharing your your wisdom and and insight. And you know, to to our listeners, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I hope our discussion was useful for you and your organization. Feel free to follow up with any questions you have or any comments. Thanks again, and and look forward to to seeing you all in our next episode. Take care. Thank you, Trevor. Bye-bye.